1: From the land of the free and the home of the Chiefs, this is the Locked on Chiefs Podcast. And welcome back, Chiefs Kingdom, to another episode of Locked on Chiefs. I am Chris Clark from Chiefs Digest, and today we have some news to talk about. Uh, Of course, as I mentioned on Friday, there was no way that Sammy Watkins would continue to be in a Chiefs uniform later this season when the NFL kicked off. And what do the Chiefs do on Friday? But they say, signed Sammy Watkins to a contract extension or a redone contract, I should say. Uh, so I was wrong on that. I'm happy to be wrong on that. Uh, it's a great situation for Kansas City to be able to bring him back. And honestly, the number isn't too bad. Uh, he is going to count for $16 million against the cap in 2020. And that's going to be a little concerning. But the problem is, is he was going to count $7 million against the cap regardless. Uh, there was no way to get out of that. That was a proration of his of his contract from uh, the original one that he signed. So that was going to be here regardless. So really, he's costing $9 million in additional cap space that we didn't think that he was going to cost this year. Um, but they got the deal done. At this point, uh, the deal is for $9 million for 2020. He's got a $1 million signing bonus. Uh, he, not sure when we'll get that, when he'll get that. We don't know those type of contract details at this point, uh, but you know, obviously, he will get that sometime in the near future. That's going to be his signing bonus, uh, and that will not be prorated because obviously it's just a one-year deal. Um, then you're looking at a $7 million base salary for Sammy Watkins. That's interesting because it also matches the dead, amount of dead money that you would have in his contract from previous years uh, and the carryover of the signing bonus from when he signed two years ago. Uh, so he's essentially making nine million dollars this year uh the seven million dollar salary is guaranteed uh the one million dollar signing bonus obviously and then you have a situation where he has 60 dollars in per game roster bonuses this is a big deal and it's especially a big deal for a player like sammy Watkins, uh who has been fantastic for kansas city when he's available and when he's able to play Uh, at times but he has been unavailable for large parts of both seasons and that is a concern and definitely something that you have to watch going forward what that is telling me is that they both agree that he needs to be available and and it's going to make him more money if he's available because he does have some uh, likely to be earned incentives and some not likely to be earned incentives based on play from 2019 and we'll get into those after the break but what you look at this contract and you say okay 9 million dollars for Sammy Watkins I don't care about the cap number I get that it stinks that he's going to cost them 16 million in cap space but he was going to cost you 7 anyway at this point to have him for 16 you have basically your entire offense back minus Steven Wisniewski from last year uh, and so that's the only player you're really missing from your offense and Blake Bell obviously but he was tied in too Which is another thing that needs to be mentioned in the news is that the Chiefs signed tight end Ricky Seals-Jones shortly after they announced that they got a deal done with Sammy Watkins to restructure his contract. So that was something that was probably worked out beforehand and the Watkins deal had to be done so they could afford to do it. At this point, you have almost your entire offense back. Demarcus Robinson is back. Sammy Watkins is back. Uh, Yes, you're missing Blake Bell. I think Ricky Seals-Jones... Jones could be an upgrade from Bell, so I think that that's going to be all right. Uh, the big question is what you're going to do at your left guard position. Uh, and honestly, it was still a question mark what you're going to do at center and right guard. I still think they have issues there, but that's not something we're going to be talking about right now. Um, so you start looking at at the Chiefs offense, they're going to be set they have just about everybody back. That's a great situation for them to be in, especially going into an unknown offseason as to how much offseason time they're going to have. When we get back from the break, I do want to talk a little bit more about Ricky Shields Jones and get into this Watkins contract a little bit deeper because there's a lot of more details to be able to give you.
0: If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.
1: And as we were kind of talking about right before we went to break, Ricky Seals-Jones is your new Chiefs tight end too. Uh, I do think that he is going to be their T2 this year. I think that they brought him in thinking that he can give them a nice receiving option uh, on the other side of Travis Kelsey. So I do think that that's going to be something that they will be looking at uh, him for that type of role. And I think that's going to be a good position for him. He does have the ability to separate. He does have the ability to get down the field. He's got speed. So I think that's a very big positive. Uh, Obviously, he's not Travis Kelsey. Nobody is. But I do think it's going to be a a a better second option than what Blake Bell was. The problem is, I don't think he's going to be giving you much when it comes to blocking. Uh, that's going to be a big question mark. Is Kansas City going to be in the tight end market when they get to the draft? They have a lot of other needs. So you would think that tight end maybe not be one of them. We will have to see how that... When you start looking at the rest of the Watkins deal, at this point, with him being on the team for $16 million, he does have a no-trade deal, a uh, no-trade clause in the contract, so they're not allowed to trade him, and they're you know, there's a lot of speculation on that. And the thing that I'm thinking that that really comes down to is you have a situation where Watkins didn't want to have to worry about some of his, uh, things that are going to, that we're going to get into here on, when you start looking at the rest of the contract, uh, you start talking about some incentives. And I think that's really what this comes down to. And, and the reason he wanted the no trade deal. Um, okay. So, The rest of his deal, 75% of regular season playing time or seven touchdowns gives him another $1 million. And these are all not likely to be earned incentives. Uh, What that means is they will not count against the cap in 2020. That also means that they will count against the 2021 cap if he earns them. Uh, But he didn't do any of these things in 2019, so they are considered not likely to be earned, uh, which is a big deal when you start talking about uh, different things that were able to stay in the current CBA or the new CBA that was signed earlier this season. So the first one, like I said, 75% of regular season playing time or seven touchdowns, that's $1 million. Uh, If he gets eight touchdowns and team makes playoffs, he gets $750,000. If he gets 65 catches in playoffs, another $750,000. So right there, if he gets 65 catches and eight touchdowns, he gets $1.5 million as long as the Chiefs make the playoffs. Uh, If I'm Sammy Watkins, I like that deal. I I think that's a great situation for him. Uh, The next one is another $750,000 for 800 yards receiving and the playoffs. So most of these are if they make the playoffs and he has a, a big year. Um, and we're going to get into another reason why he may want to have wanted this no trade clause here in just a moment. If the team wins the AFC Championship and he has 50% of the snaps in that game, he gets a $1.25 million bonus. That is a pretty decent amount of money for one game. Uh, if he has 65 catches and the team makes the AFC Championship, he gets another $1.25 million. If he gets the 800 yards and makes the AFC Championship, that's another 1.25 million. So right there, you're sitting at almost four million dollars, 3.75 million dollars. If the team goes to the AFC Championship game and wins for one of them, and if he gets the 65 catches in the 800 yards, so in essence, he could be making a lot of money uh, if he's able to hit some of these incentives. Now the question is, when it comes to Sammy Watkins what's going to happen with him because at this point he hasn't hit any of these things in his career in Kansas City he looked like he would hit 800 yards and 65 catches and maybe eight touchdowns after week one in 2019 that didn't carry over for the rest of the season so you have to wonder uh, you know is that something that is going to be likely for him here's the thing and here's the real reason I think that he wanted a no trade clause in his contract because if there is something that happens. And for some reason, something happens to Travis Kelsey, or something happens to Tyreek Hill, and they miss games. Sammy Watkins is going to get more looks and more catches and more yards. That's just the reality of the situation. Uh, Sammy Watkins is probably going to be, I would still think, your third wide receiver, but maybe fourth, depending on what McCall Hardman is able to do in the offseason and how much he's able to improve. I would still think he's going to be the third option that you're really looking at. But if any of the first two go down, he would be your third option, And then some of these other incentives that he has on his contract really become a little bit more plausible. Uh, As long as Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey don't stay down very long, Kansas City could easily make the AFC Championship game again uh, and win. So at that point, you would have to feel pretty good about it. And the only way he wouldn't get some of those incentives is if they get close to it and then they trade him at the trade deadline. So I think that's why he wanted the no trade clause. I don't think it... I don't think Kansas City was going to be really wanting to trade him. I don't think that that was going to be something they were looking at. But I do get why he would want that in his contract, uh, and he did give them uh, some cap relief. So I think I do think that that's a, a big thing in this situation as well. So you start looking at all of this different money that he could possibly get um, with the situation and, and with his contract. Uh, you know, right now. It's $9 million guaranteed. The rest of it is all on incentives. Uh, you have to think that he has a chance to get some of them, but uh, right now, I don't know that I would say that I'd feel good about him getting really any of them. Uh, any specific ones, anyway. I think it's possible that he could get some of them. Uh, do I think that he's going to get there? I don't think so, just based on the way he's played and... He's betting on himself with those incentives. He's still getting $9 million to be in Kansas City, to be where he wants to be, to be with Coach Reed, which is, I think, really what he wanted overall. And that's a win-win for Kansas City because he wanted to be here. And he's getting $9 million to do it. It's all guaranteed, so he's getting that. The question is, is he going to be able to reach some of these not-likely-to-be-earned incentives? If he does then he's able to get more money and that's gonna be a great thing for him. And also, it gives him something to shoot for because if he's able to hit any of these incentives, it gives him a better market in 2021 when he's really gonna be trying to get paid. Uh, I like this deal for Kansas City. I think it was a great move. I think Brett Beach did a great job getting this deal done. It does free up cap space. Right now, with this deal, Kansas City has $3.5 million almost in cap space available. Now, obviously, Ricky Seals-Jones is probably going to take some of that, so that will go away, and it will go down a little bit. But to be able to go from $177, which is what the NFLPA was saying Kansas City was at last week, to having $3 million available now, or $3.5 million basically available now, is a win-win for Kansas City, and that's a great situation Uh, and I'm really happy that they were able to get this deal done because bringing Sammy Watkins back, especially with everything else going on, could be a real win for Kansas City. Their offense is basically intact from last year. If they can figure out the offensive line and figure out a way to keep Patrick Mahomes on his feet and stay healthy throughout the regular season, they will be in a great position going forward. Uh, There are a lot of question marks, and I do want to talk about one other thing. Uh, After we get back from break, I do want to mention... Uh, There there was some talk with the president and the commissioner and all the different major leagues uh, about the NFL season and about different seasons and and sports coming back. And so we will get into that after the break especially and a little bit more as well about the deal with Ricky Seals-Jones and about Antonio Hamilton, who was added by Kansas City earlier this season.
0: If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.
1: Alright, so we've talked about what Sammy and Watkins is going to mean when it comes to the salary cap and where Kansas City is right now. They have just under $3.5 million in cap space. Heading into the 2020 season, the NFL draft is a little over two weeks away. Uh, At this point, uh, you are looking at a situation where they just don't have cap room to add anybody. Ricky Seals-Jones is going to take up some money. I'm not sure how much he's going to take up. We don't have the contract numbers on that yet. So you would have to think that at this point, uh, they're still looking for some kind of relief, and maybe they can find a way to get some uh, if they sign Chris Jones. Uh, Well, actually, I'll just say this. Since I was so wrong on Friday, they're not going to sign Chris Jones to a contract. And maybe by the next time I record, uh, they will sign Chris Jones to a contract extension. Maybe we can look at it that way. Um, I do find it interesting. I'm looking at, over the cap real quick, I just want to go through this. Uh, I'm looking at post-June 1 designations. How much could Kansas City save if they cut players? Uh, Sammy Watkins, technically, they could still save 2200000 million. They're not going to re-sign him and then cut him. That's not going to happen. Uh, Eric Fisher 6 million. They're not going to cut Eric Fisher. He's playing well enough. I I think you're going to, uh, want to keep him in a chief's uniform, uh, for this season. So, uh, at that point you start looking at some of the post one numbers. The post-June 1st numbers, if you do a post-June 1st cut, I apologize, Eric Fisher is going to be $9.2 million. They're not going to cut Eric Fisher. He will still be in Kansas City. That's not going to happen. Where you could see a move, although I would be surprised if it happens, uh, they could cut Anthony Hitchens if with a the, with the post-June 1 designation. If they do that, it will save them $9.2 million in 2020. It's hard to argue that he's been worth the contract that he was given. Uh, maybe he's somebody that they could do a restructure with and he's willing to give some money back because he doesn't want to be cut. That's certainly a possibility. Um, where I see them maybe being able to save some money uh, is a guy like LDT. and I know I've talked about this before, uh, but if you do a post-June 1 designation with LDT, you will save almost $7 million. Uh million. Uh, million dollars you would save if you cut LDT with a post-June 1 designation. Now, yes, it gives you a hole at right, ta- at right guard. I apologize. Uh, but I do think Andrew Wiley could step in there and play. I think Martinez Rankin might be your left guard next year. We're going to have to see how that shakes out in training camp, assuming we have a training camp. Uh, and we will get to that uh, discussion here shortly. Uh, another one that you could maybe look at, Austin Ryder, would save you almost three a little over $3.4 um dustin colquitt would save you two million i don't see them moving him uh, damian williams 2.1 or two point almost two uh, that's really where you're going to save your money damian wilson technically 4.5 but they picked up his option i just can't see them moving on from him uh, at this point but i would not be shocked if ldt is gone i do think that that's definitely a possibility it really depends on if kansas city has somebody that they want to go sign Uh, That's still sitting out there. They've not been players in free agency. The guys they have brought in haven't been big name players. Um, You know, maybe they are able to get some kind of uh, salary cap relief from Anthony Hitchens from doing a restructure. Maybe he's willing to give back some money because he hasn't lived up to the contract. Uh, If he's willing to do that, then maybe he is kept around. But at eight and a half million savings. Uh, for, for Anthony Hitchens, I do think that that's something that maybe you're going to be looking at if you really feel like you need to make some cap space. Uh, and they're going to need to because they are going to have to sign the draft class. One, a couple of things I mentioned right before we went to break. Uh, Ricky Seals, I think, is going to be Ricky Seal Jones is going to be a good addition for Kansas City. I do like what he brings to the table. I do think he could be a better option than what Blake Bell was in the past. And as a pass catcher, I think that that could really open up some things for Kansas City to be able to use two tight end sets and, and be a threat throwing the ball um, a, a lot more so than what they were with Blake Bell as your second tight end. When you look at Hamilton, Hamilton came out over the weekend and said that he has always wanted to play in Kansas City. Uh, he was an undrafted free agent. He went to New York. But he said he wanted to be in Kansas City before. Uh, and now he's actually here. He's going to be here on a one-year deal. Uh, that's all Kansas City could afford to give him right now. I do think that it's possible that if he turns out being to being a special team stud, that he gets a long-term deal next season. Uh, Kansas City is going to have cap room in 2021. It's just they don't have any in 2020. Uh, but looking at 2021 right now, just to look ahead, 68 million, almost 69 million in cap space. And that's assuming we know what the number is for 2021. It could be a lot more. It could be a lot less depending on how this year shakes out and what they're able to do. Uh, So that's going to be a big question mark going into the season. Now, when we start talking about going into the season and what's going to happen with that, I do want to talk about a little bit. The president talked to all of the sports leagues Over the weekend on Saturday, he had a meeting with all the sports leagues. And one thing that was said was that he expects that the NFL will be able to start on time in September and have their regular season. That is going to be a complete unknown at this point. We just don't know what's going to happen that is five months away. So it's a long time to determine what exactly is going to be able to be done between now and September. That being said... I do think that it could be a reality that that we're playing football in September. It's also a possibility that you won't have football in September like you normally would. Uh, the bigger question that we have to figure out, and this is going to be something that's going to play out over the next two months, how long are we in this quarantine phase? How long are we into where we can't be around each other, where we have to socially distance? I get why we need to, and I'm not saying we shouldn't. I'm just saying the longer this takes... The more things you're going to have to move back in the NFL cycle, and that's fine. It's obviously not the important thing, but we are talking about the NFL and football and the chiefs, and that's what this podcast is all about. So if we focus on that for a moment, if the NFL draft happens when it's supposed to on april twenty third then that kind of keeps your schedule maybe a little bit the same, except for you would normally have like rookie mini camps and maybe some OTAs in the first couple of weeks in May. I don't think that's going to be a possibility at this point uh i hope i'm wrong i'm hoping that things start clearing up and we're able to get to that point where we can do that that would be fantastic but if they have to start moving mini camps and otas then you have to start wondering okay well you'll have mini camps and otas maybe you can move those back to june there's not much going on in june anyway so that's not that big of a deal if they don't have to move training camp back then maybe you can have a season that starts on time but there's just so many things that we don't know right now. I like that they they were told that they believe that the season could start on time. It's really hard to know whether or not that will be accurate and and whether or not that could happen. We will find out in several months from now. Um, But it all starts with the NFL draft. The NFL draft happening when it is supposed to happen is a good thing for the NFL. Uh, And Then you start getting into mini camps and training camp and things like that. And we just don't know what's going to happen at this point. That is going to be it for for me today. Thank you very much for listening. We really do appreciate it. Uh, if you have any questions, please send them to Locked On Chiefs. I will be having another mailbag on Friday, and I will be getting into all of your questions and any information that you want to know in that regard. Thank you very much, and have a great day. Ryan Tracy is the founder of Rogue Analytics and the host of RGR Football on YouTube. Follow him there. Chris Clark is a senior analyst at ChiefsDigest.com, where you can get his work, read and review at Apple Podcasts, and subscribe on your preferred podcast platform. Thank you for listening.